Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 17 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast Premier video game podcast. Tonight, we discuss a new way to play Mario Kart 8 Super Deluxe Hyper Championship Turbo Edition. <laughs> the free July Games with Gold and PlayStation Plus games have been unveiled. May NPD numbers are up. We're a little late to this story. Amy Hennick has left EA to start an indie studio. And Kotaku reports that Google may be joining the console wars. I'm Captain Richard Bergman, joined by <laughs> Chief Science Officer Russell Bergman. And that's it. It's just the two of us. What's up, everybody? Vamos, muchachos! Oh, Mexico is out as of Yeah, today. they're out. Oh, I guess it was Germany. As of our late recording. So it's going to be a, it's a holiday week this week, ladies and gentlemen. So this will be a quick one-two punch of this week and next week's episodes. Thank you for hanging in and waiting for this one. We've been playing games. Russell, what have you been playing? I've been playing a little bit more than usual. Um, got some more Sea of Thieves in. Still enjoying my time at sea. Still fighting the Megalodon? Still fighting, um, actually, multiple Megalodons now. They've added smaller additional ones, so you can get swarmed by a bunch of different things. Oh, shit. And they've actually changed a lot, too, where uh, the different... Um, powder barrels that people would run at you with uh, they now will do um, some impressive physical damage to your ship in the time kind of terms of that it will raise the ship out of the water and push it to different directions and that sort of thing they hit you with what now <clears throat> it's a powder barrel um, okay so it's a gunpowder barrel right so uh, the main tactic is you can use it to blow up skeletons that come from the islands and and uh, will try to swarm you and kill you individually. Um, another thing you can do is actually uh, grab as many of these barrels as you can, and when you see another ship, you jump off of your ship underneath the other ship and allow the barrel to float up, and it puts a hell of a lot of holes inside their ship, ah. and uh, it'll sink them a lot faster. Do you have to shoot it once you, float in the, once you throw it in the water? No. Okay. You just let it rise up. And it hits it and it explodes. But the problem is, is that if they see you do it, they can shoot you. And they can make the barrel explode and you with it. Hmm. Which has happened on numerous occasions. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. They've made a lot of different other uh, various changes in the game. I won't go too far into it um, this time. I'll wait till Cesar can enjoy it in person. Uh, as I continue to slowly turn this into uh, the Bridge Crew podcast. Whether it be Sea of Thieves or... Star Trek Bridge Crew with the uh, recent DLC. Still haven't jumped on that yet. Still haven't checked it out, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. Did Cesar download it? I don't know if he did or not. Okay. He should. We should all get on one time. I need to bust out my VR. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I've been meaning to get back on. Uh, played a couple more rounds of PUBG. Nothing uh, Nothing new to add there. Still loving and enjoying the, the randomness and uh, uh, continuous upgrades they continue to make in terms of the system optimization to where I get dropped less and less it seems. It still does happen. It happens, but it, it definitely happens less uh, frequently as it used to. You still like the desert map? I still do like the desert map. I think we have a good time with it because it gives us a new environment to run around in. I think we have a good uh, back and forth in terms of our, our squad based tactics. It plays totally lives. differently. It really does. and um, It's always fun to either... Uh, O.J. Simpson it or get in the VW bus and, and try to... Uh, that damn Bronco. Either take you to Woodstock or, you know, drive down L.A. <laughs> that VW bus is so <clears throat> slow moving. That's hilarious. That is great. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't been shot out of it more. 
I am too, actually. Especially trying to get it going uphill. I think we've died more mm-hmm. often, actually, in the Bronco than we have the VW. Mm-hmm. Um, played a little bit more Fallout Shelter. I haven't been playing it as much as I was, uh, primarily because I've actually got a new Switch game I've been playing, which is Wolfenstein 2. Wolfenstein. Colossus. The that just came Colossus. out Friday? Yes. And we're recording late on Monday, so... Indeed. You've gotten a little bit of that under your belt. I have. I've been waiting for this game since it came out. Um, I loved the first one. Played it on PS4. I uh, was initially going to pick it up on PS4 uh, for this one as well. However, it's 20 bucks right now, by the way, if you yeah. just want to go ahead and get it. I'm probably going to, to be honest, and we'll yeah. get into that in a minute. Um, but uh, once I saw it, it was coming out on Switch, because Switch is kind of my top console at the moment, I just kind of went that route, and uh, I'm enjoying it. It's nice having a portable shooter. I know you've raved about Doom. Um, Michael and Cesar have both also. Doom was so great on uh, Switch. Pretty been pretty uh, uh, complimentary of Doom on it. Um, so far, the same studio ported that over for Bethesda. Right, Panic Button. Button. Panic Button, yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's very good. I think I got a uh, kind of a skewed idea of it at first um the first level without getting into it is um restricting so it's kind of difficult to for me to to kind of get accustomed to the movement because uh maybe it's the layout of the buttons and the sticks or it, maybe it's them themselves it doesn't seem to be quite as fluid as on say a, a ps4 controller um, I also had to mess with the controls themselves to find that sweet spot of the axis uh, movement on the X and Y. You're in a seated position for the beginning of this game, correct? That is correct. I remember right. Yeah. So um, it took me a little while to get used to. Uh, I think. So that's a little different in and of itself. Yeah, and that's why I was saying it was skewed. Yeah. Um, because after that, you know, I didn't even really notice the problems. I was just getting into the game and enjoying the story. And yeah. Uh, any opportunity to kill Nazis is, is always a good time, especially when you get to take it portable. Yes, so, on the go. Kill on the Nazis go. in the bathroom. Yeah. Kill Nazis at your desk. Kill Nazis in the car. Kill Nazis at the park. Kill Nazis on the train. <laughs> um, so it's, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I was actually uh, really disappointed when uh, I was just sitting there playing. I had one of the World Cup matches actually going off in the distance. And... Um, discovered that my switch was losing power and um, that was the only limitation actually on me playing the game this weekend is I set it up to charge and never got back to it because I got um, stuck adulting and, and taking care of the house and that sort of Business. stuff not didn't get back to it so did you have a full <clears throat> charge before you started that session I did okay so it yeah. drained it pretty well yeah it was a uh, pretty yeah. good uh, I don't know the exact time because I wasn't paying attention when I picked it up, but I want to say it was around the three-hour mark, plus or minus probably 15 minutes. So um, it did really, really well. Um, I had the sound of my TV turned down relatively low, but I did wind up uh, muting it and putting in headphones to listen to it because it did yeah. seem a little quiet to, to some degree. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't a major issue. I've gotten to that point. My I don't know that my hearing's that great, anyways. But I pick up on so many more details when I have yeah. headphones on, anyways. Yeah, for sure, and uh, it just adds to the experience as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I completely understand because as a portable in the portable layout, um, you kind of almost need headphones, so it wasn't a big deal. I actually enjoyed it. Um, 
I'm looking forward to it. It's really good. Um, I have, I'm having a blast. It picks up right where the story left off on the New Order. Um, so we we chatted about it before you started this playthrough. Did you read a synopsis, or did you remember what your decisions were from the first game that carried over? I've known what my decisions were, um, because when I did my attempt to play through it again earlier this year, um, I made the alternate decision um, so that I could play through both of them and get that unlocked, because I right. felt like I had a lot of it, uh, the trophies for it on PlayStation. And... But I was able to remember my original decision and just went forward with that. Uh, I did wind up just reading a synopsis. Um, okay. Catch up on the story one. real quick. Yeah, I just read it real quick because uh, I recalled it pretty well. Right. And of course, there weren't all, any gaps where you're like, "Hey, I don't remember what happened here." All it took was reading it, and I could uh, remember the different cutscenes and aspects of things going um, that that did occur in the story, and uh, it's got a great little lore to it. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I, um, spoiler alert, I just showed up in America. Who would have thought? In the second one? Mm-hmm. Because the first one takes place in... Where is that? London and Paris. I remember climbing the cliffs. In Berlin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cliffs is the very beginning. That's yeah. like the prologue, or the... Yeah, before prologue. you Before you go into the coma. Yep. You have to fight your way out of the nursing home. The asylum. The asylum. But it's great. I'm enjoying it. Um, I still will probably pick it up on PS4 um, and play it that way. If anything, maybe just to continue my trophy hunt. Yeah. Um, the only real other concern I had was just that it didn't seem to be as fluid when I was turning and everything. I, there again, I still don't know. Maybe I need to play with the Joy-Cons in the grip configuration or with a Pro Controller. It just didn't seem to necessarily... necessarily flow as well as it did in playing you know the first one on ps4 or even mm -hmm. the order or that sort of thing and i just wonder if yeah, i'm just not accustomed to playing in a portable platform that way or if it's maybe the grip or if it's just me subconsciously not being accustomed to playing on the switch like that i think they're both 30 frames per second if i remember right doom on ps4 was 60 frames on ps4 pro really no if that's not right send your corrections to russell at uh no podcast at gmail.com we did get a correction from last week, as a matter of fact. I incorrectly stated, listener Michael sent this uh, ah. correction. <laughs> I incorrectly stated that Tales of Symphonia was available for PS4. It is not. That is a PS3 exclusive. You can get the original games that we mentioned also last week on GameCube and Wii, respectively, the first hmm. two. So that that was a, a correction sent in. Thank you. Please send in your, please send in your corrections to Russell. Science Officer Russell. Chief Science Officer. Uh, you can do that. Uh, Nofodcast at gmail.com. You play anything else, maybe? Uh, that's really about it. Um, yeah, that is it. We didn't get any more FIFA in despite it being World Cup time. FIFA was great. But I think all of my time has been filled up with World Cup stuff. This is true. I've not been able to play as much because of World Cup stuff. This is also true. What I have played is a little bit of PUBG. Yep, yep. I've played with you and I played with a friend of the show, Cameron. He and I ran some duos, and our, I think our best finish was fourth place one round. Mm. Um, there was a map that ended up, I knew it was going to be on the military island. We landed on there. It was one of those, fuck it, let's just dive down, let's see what we get. Yeah. You know, If we die, we die, whatever. We ended up on a part of the military island where nobody was at, and we just kind of stayed there. Like, if part of the circle on that Arendelle, 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 because Arendelle is frozen. So you're not on the frozen island. It's with not Lord of the Rings either. 
we already went down that one. <laughs> so if any part of the circle is on Military Island, that's yeah. where it's going. Yep. That's where it closes down. So I was telling Cameron that because he wanted to leave, and I was like, I'm pretty sure it's going to end up here, and it did. Yeah. And uh, he, it was the next to last circle that he and I were in on, and he got caught right outside of it and got shot by somebody else coming down the hill. They mm-hmm. saw him. And uh, someone else saw me in it as they went into our guard shack, and I had a tree in between, a tree in a road, and it was a pretty good stretch in between me and, and the guard shack, and there was nobody behind me, and it was down to uh, either five or six people. I think I was number six out. And I knew where the circle was going to close in, and before it started closing, I crawled yeah. down to where it was going to be. Like, I was behind a tree, and I was going towards a bush, and I was in the open for maybe... It was probably 15 seconds of crawling from point A to point B, mm-hmm. but they knew where I was at, and they were just waiting. And it had been probably two and a half, three minutes before Cameron got killed, so they they stuck with thinking that I was over there. They yeah. didn't give up and start panning around and looking at elsewhere. So I didn't even have a scope. I think I had a either a 2X or a 4X. I think I had a 2X because I, okay. tr- I didn't even try. Yeah, I was just trying to move towards that bush, and they got me before I got there. I've only had, I think, really one good run on the military island. And that was with a friend of the podcast, Charles. And uh, we were we were on the mainland, and we jumped in a boat, and we were able to make our way over. And we, there's a small village right next to one of the bridges where we were we were trying. That's to, where we camped. Yeah. That's where we spent most of our time. We we had a really good run there. I think we took out two teams of people. Um, yeah. Before I think we, I got three kills this round. Because we were right in, like, almost in the middle of the circle. So they just closed in around you. Yeah. Have you won in a while? I think because I take a picture every time I win. I think my last one is March something. Um, it's been a while. I did one randomly where I played. I played two matches just all of a sudden solo. And yeah, I won solo. You got a solo win. I was can I was uh, crawling for probably the last fifteen minutes of the match. It was crazy. Stay low. Let me see what I got here. Low and slow. What else you been playing? While you're scrolling through that, um, after last week's um, podcast, Cesar hung around and we played some tennis games. I've been on a tennis kick after uh, actually playing real tennis and then playing some virtual tennis at, at work on our break. April 26th. April 26th is your last win. So not it's been a long ways for you, too. we gotta we got to get back on the mountain. Yeah. PUBG continues to be good, though. I'm, I'm I still not like, that much. angry with it or disgruntled or no. anything. Just things other things have come up. So Cesar and I popped in some random tennis games. We were just wanting to try out. I had gotten cheap ones off of eBay. And we tried Smash Court Tennis for PS2. We tried WTP Tennis Tour for PS2, the women's tennis mm-hmm. tour game. Yeah. And we did one more. They were all on PlayStation. And that that women's tennis tour was awful. That is really? just a bad tennis sim. <laughs> it's just bad. The Why? Hit, the hit detection is off. The movement is off. It just We're so spoiled by virtual tennis. I mean, we talk about wanting new tennis games, and I think... I think the reason we want a new tennis game is just because it's a system that everybody will have hooked up and everybody will still be playing. Yeah. Even though we both still have Dreamcast hooked up. Yeah. We have the perfect tennis game already. There's not going to be a better tennis game than Virtua Tennis. No. It's just what it comes down to. Oh, that was the other game we played was uh, Sega, Sega Tennis 2K2, the Dreamcast port to PS2. I also have this game on Dreamcast. This is the one with Serena and Venus on the on the cover. Okay, we were talking about this one the other week. Yep. And uh, it is ugly on PS2, but it did play pretty well. Cesar and I started a little tournament and made it to the third round, I think, before we just got our asses handed to us. But um, Virtua Tennis is definitely the strongest out of all those. Smash Court Tennis was solid, and I've recently gotten Smash Court Tennis 2. 
That's this one I'll hand to you. So I want to give that one a go and see what it's like. And in the meantime, well, I got a second copy of that. But in the meantime, I've ordered Agassi Tennis Generation for PS2, uh, Hard Hitter Tennis for PS2, and Virtual Tennis 3 for 360. Nice. I'm, I'm grabbing these just in case they go backwards compatible. I'd love to be able to play some uh, Xbox One Virtual Tennis and just pop it in there. Since there were two tennis games that came out, um, Australian Open Tennis yeah. and Tennis World Tour, and both of them got very average reviews. Very interesting. It's happening right there. And it's a CD-ROM. Yeah. It's one of the blue discs for PS2, using the CD-ROM laser. Um, other than that, I played some Hollow Knight. Uh, we talked about it on the last podcast Michael had been playing it. But if you go into the Mexican eShop, you can change your currency and get it for like seven, $7.10, I think, instead of 15 Pesos. Have you seen any of Hollow Knight? Uh, yeah, a little bit. You seen the yeah. art style and everything? Uh, a friend of the podcast, Alan, is playing it. He absolutely loves it. He loves it. Yeah. What's he playing on? Switch. He has it on Switch. Yeah. Game <clears throat> is great. Mm-hmm. I've played some of these Metroidvania attempt games, and none of them have grabbed me like this one. Now, I've been tied up with the uh, World Cup the past week and haven't dove into it. I'm actually stuck. Yeah. And I'm at that point almost where I feel like looking it up. Gotta but get out in, the graph paper. Right. In the spirit of Metroidvania, I do want to figure it out and find out where I need to go. Because they're in the opening. I'm in the opening level, I guess you could say. And there's three worms that you have to free. It's so random sounding. Everything's <laughs> everything's bug centric in this game. Okay. It's got a real dark sensibility to it, and the it the, it's very atmospheric. It's one of those atmospheric games where they don't tell you a whole lot about what's yeah. going on. You have to figure it out from a scratch of paper here, or a townsperson here. Okay. And I like that about the game. Like yeah. what happened here and. It's just a it's a forgotten temple type thing underneath a town, and nobody goes down there. Yeah, and uh, I fought a boss. Dungeon crawler. It has elements of that to it because it, it it has roguelike elements because when you die, when you go back to that room, you save at benches like your little bug guy will sit down at a bench, and when you get back to where you died, there's a black specter version of you floating around that comes after you. Okay. And I don't know what he'll do to you because as soon as I saw him, <laughs> I was like, no, this is not happening. You have to die. I'm the true one. So I hit it in two hits, and it gave me all my money and stuff back. Oh, that's so I cool. think it does have that roguelike element to it. Yeah, that's kind of cool. But that boss, that boss probably killed me four or five times, and it was just a matter of I haven't had to do this in a long time in a game. Is learn its pattern. Yeah. It was total like Mario boss style, old school of okay, yeah. what's he gonna do next? Yeah, what's his pattern? Yeah, Mario Land two, six golden coins, exactly the same type thing. What's he gonna do? How's he gonna you know when he strikes the ground? That thing's gonna come at me. I gotta jump at the right time. So I definitely want to pick up Hollow Knight and keep going. I was gonna play at lunch today and ended up leaving my Switch at home, so that didn't work out so hot. Yeah, I was gonna kill Nazis, but um, then work happened. Sometimes Nazi killing has to wait. And then Belgium, Japan happened, which was a great match. God, it was so good. This World Cup, we can since it's just the two of us, we can deep dive for a second. But this has been the best World Cup that I've experienced. This is my third World Cup. What did you start? 10? 10. Yeah. That's when we went downtown to the tents mm-hmm. at the brew house, and I still have the mugs from that. The Landon yeah. Donovan shot. Yes. They kept replaying that today against Algeria. Yeah. <sighs> Glorious. What a, what a, that was fun, but I, I this, this World Cup has just been insane. I mean, you've got all of the Giants already knocked out, essentially. Yeah. I mean, your last remaining ones are, are Belgium to a degree. They're not necessarily quite as well as, as known or favored. As your Argentina and your Portugal and, and uh, Germany, 
It's going to be very interesting to see how England does against, I believe it's Colombia Portugal has a team? I thought it was just one person. It, it is actually just one guy. Okay. Um, Thanks for the clarification. He made it all the way to the knockout stage. People so. are getting ready to send you corrections. Yeah. We have to clarify <clears throat> here. Can't believe it. So yesterday, both of the games went to PKs. Yes. And both were upsets, right? Russia beat Spain. Yeah, that was a huge upset. Huge. Croatia-Denmark wasn't so much. Not so much. Still a hell of a um, comeback. And, and that, it could have gone either gone either way. Yeah. Um, you hate to see somebody, when they block two PKs and, yes. and shoot out, you expect them to win. That was, um, you know, with us following the EPL and not really having any major alliances on either side, um, it was interesting to, to see Luka Modric. Modric. Um, who currently now plays for, I think it's Real Madrid. I think it's Modric. Yeah, pretty much. Modric. He is um, with Real Madrid. He was yeah. wearing us out with Tottenham, right? Yeah, Tottenham, yeah. yeah. So it was fun seeing him get to play again. And then you've got Casper uh, Schmeichel, who was in goal for uh, Denmark. Um, and he was a part of that insane miracle season for Leicester City. And uh, to see him block two shots. I mean, this guy. Actually, he blocked three because he blocked uh, Luka Modric's uh, yep. PK to get there in like the 88th minute. I mean, yeah. this match was just nuts at the end. Um, or excuse me, that wasn't actually an extra time. It was like the 118th minute. Yeah. Um, so that was fantastic. Uh, today's were were incredible. God, the, just the last 20 minutes of Belgium Japan was. Thought Japan was going to pull it off. Nuts. Up uh, two goals to nil. I thought they had it, but uh, Martinez substitutions. <clears throat> That, that is one reason why I am cheering on Belgium. I love Roberto Martinez. He's a good coach. Um, loved his time at Wigan. Uh, didn't mind him in Everton. Everton. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed him and his style of play. He's always been a welcome commentator for the U.S. during the World Cup. Uh, to see him doing so well now, well now with Belgium is just fantastic. The Red Devils have a very good team, but it just didn't seem to click. And Japan was just so clinical. They were just so... Uh, technical with everything and very fundamentally sound. Yes, not a lot of wasted effort. Fluid passes, real, real smart movement. Yeah, and then you just have three insane goals. Well, two really insane goals. The one by Fellaini, just I mean, he got he jumped up and got a header. That's what he does. But uh, Vertonghen's header from like twenty yards out, where he just kind of bloops it into the back of the net. I don't think anybody thought that was going in until it went in. And then they, nobody could believe it. And then just that, that play in, in the 80, no, excuse me, the 93rd minute and like 27th second where they just bust out from that corner kick. Uh, Japan had a corner kick and they just run up the field and Lukaku with an excellent, most beautiful dummy I've ever seen. And it was just an incredible game. But Who'd have thought Belgium would win off of a Japanese corner kick? Right, just insane. I think they timed it as nine point nine seconds from ah. the kick to the goal, and you, you I just hate can't that for the Japanese. You just can't plan it. I really wanted the Blue Samurai to do really well, just like I wanted L Tree to go pretty far with this one. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Neymars. Um, <laughs> I do, I of course, am a fan of Coutinho and Firmino and some of the other players on Brazil. Um, surprisingly, there, there's more than just one on the, the Brazilian team as well. But um, it's been a fantastic World Cup. Right. Uh, I don't even. I'm not even mad that Germany dropped out of the group stage. But um, you know, it's just great. 
we got two more matches tomorrow, and then I think we have one or two days off, um, which is going to be that last day off was excruciating. Yeah, that's going to be really sad and depressing. <laughs> so I'm I'm not looking forward to that. But I mean, we're almost to the end of the round of sixteen, so we'll see we'll see how it goes from here. So listeners definitely join in. I know we got a lot of soccer fan listeners, so. They'll appreciate our little bit of insight on here, hopefully. Yeah. Or Let if us not, know if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't, then, uh, you know, if you're playing some FIFA, maybe you can uh, see the carryover because the FIFA World Cup update came out for free recently. Yeah. You know, maybe. maybe Did we play a round of that? No. no we it, played EPL and then we played as Atlanta United. Yeah. That was it. That was it. We need to get another round of that in. We do. All right. Back to games. I'm going to add one more bit of Hollow Knight trivia, I guess, news, and then we'll jump into the full blown news. Uh, this was reported last Friday, but Hollow Knight on Switch has already sold over 250,000 copies in two weeks. Dang. So that's a hell of a... I mean, people are clamoring for stuff on Switch. And there are some Switch beggars out there, like Cesar. He's one of the worst ones I know. But they, the games that do come to Switch are good sellers. Really? And they, they get their money's worth. How many nights do we have now? Hollow Knight, Shovel Knight, Dark Knight. Batman. Portal? Isn't there one called Portal Knights? There might be. Arkham Knight? Arkham Knight. Not on Switch. Yet. <laughs> yes. Fortnite? Fortnite? How are we forgetting Fortnite? Oh, because we don't play it. That's why. <laughs> so I've heard people talk about playing Fortnite, and I think we need to play as a team. We need to play like local, like we started playing PUBG as. Yeah, I mean, that that's going to help. Yeah. Because we get our most fun out of PUBG by playing as a team. I don't want to build. I don't and either. I, that's a huge part of that game, and I just don't want to build. And you can take potions and have shields and all this kind of stuff, and I, I'm, I'm, I just don't like that aspect of it. I like picking not, up a scope for my rifle, not a brick. Best thing about gaming is there's something for everybody. No, they're wrong. They're wrong. They're not. incorrect. Um, Our opinions matter. They actually had a recent in-game event in. Uh, Fortnite. Did you see anything about that? Uh-oh, what were they saying? A friend what of the happened? podcast, Alan, sent that to me. Apparently there's a giant rocket on the map, and uh, they decided to launch it over the weekend. And Is this like the comet that was in the map for so long? Yeah. They do some really so. cool stuff like they, this. They do used to do some interesting stuff, and uh, apparently they just sent up this rocket, and it, it broke. I don't, I don't know. Are they in a shield world or something? I didn't quite understand it myself, so... Uh, listen to Halo. Definitely write in to uh, let us know what the fuck actually happened. I know I know a lot of people watched it, but then a lot of people got killed because while they were watching it, everybody just ran around and killed them. Nice. Yeah. So is that what happened, to Alan? Uh, no, I don't think. Don't it get distracted, with Alan. Alan. Uh, surprisingly, he he sent me a video of it, so somehow he didn't die while videoing and watching the rocket. It's a rocket. It's a rocket. But. Um, that's all I've got to say about that. What if they made the... What's the Cliff Secord actor's name? Do you remember it? Uh, Bill Campbell. What if they made him honor his three-movie commitment and the two things were games? The two media things, they continue the story as two games. That would be great. Two Rocketeer games. That would be fantastic, actually. What's Timothy Dalton doing these days? No, he blew up on that damn thing. Yeah, the guy's dead, too. Oh, we have to reinvent all the villains. L- L- uh, Luther's dead. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Jennifer Connelly's still around. She could be added back. Uh, what's his name? Not Alan Rickman. Uh, Alan Alda. Yes. It's one of those. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. I thought Alan, Alan Alda. Alda. That rang a bell. Because it's, uh, what's his name from um, Little Miss Sunshine? 
What is his name? That is the guy. Yeah. Alan, uh... Alan Arkin. Arkin. Ah! I'll take famous Alan's for 400. <laughs> uh... That yeah, is he's, still, he's still around. He was the crazy grandpa. He was great. That overdosed. Yeah. What's he up to these days? Can we add him back for a Rocketeer game? He at least 1934, his, he's still alive. He at least lend his voice. That's all we really need him. We can do uh, motion capture with what we've got from Rocketeer. Just plug that mocap in? I still don't understand why that movie didn't do well. That was such a great movie. Such a great story. What did it do? Budget was $40 million. The box office was 46.7. It wasn't awful, but it wasn't great either. Yeah, it wasn't a blockbuster, and that's ah, why. They thought it would blow up. Yeah. Is Blockbuster ever going to go out of vogue? June 21st. Or we start calling things Netflix now? Well, the Blockbuster chain was based off of the term Blockbuster, so right. I think it's going to outlive. Summer Blockbuster is going to outlive the retail chain. I don't know. You don't know. Please rewind your time. All right, pitch me a pitch me a Rocketeer <laughs> two and three. Uh, we'll do you remember the PS3 game uh, Dark Void? We thought it was going to mm -hmm. be this great. It had a Rocketeer it vibe. Garbage. To it. it was ass. Um, Capcom made that. I don't know because I could see, I could see it going a couple of ways because I, I, easiest would be a first person shooter, but mm. the Rocketeer is not a shooting character. He kind of shot when he had weapons. to. Yeah, he's more of a kind of a James Bond. Doesn't really shoot a lot. Right. Of course, I can't say James Bond without people saying Goldeneye. Um, I'd almost see it. Goldeneye's an exception because that's the rare geniuses doing what they did with a license that came out like two years after the movie. Um, I could almost seem like a, a squad-based RPG. To that's be honest, I could see because I could see a storytelling. You've got to utilize different members of the party to complete whatever some sort of task. Um, My pitch is going to blow yours out of the water, but I'll let you finish. The easiest one is either uh, a platformer, just an old school 2D platformer with... I think there's a Rocketeer for NES. Comic, I'm fairly certain there is. Yep. You know, comic book uh, cutscenes. Um, VR would be interesting. Hmm. How do you do that upward motion of like the rocket thrusting? Are you going to be in the position of the Rocketeer? Um, I think, I would think so. I would think a lot of it is just going to have to do with, uh, that sensory input from the sound yeah. and the vision, because when you're in the shark tank, you don't feel like you're going underwater until you're in it. And then you feel like you're going underwater. Right. So I think they, you know, they you have the 360 audio and everything as you yeah. tilt your head. Exactly. So, you know. Mount your VR setup underneath a fan, and I think you've got a pretty good Rocketeer simulator. I'm giving you Rocketeer 2 as a sequel. It's made by Ready at Dawn using the Order 1886 engine. Mm -hmm. In the same style, you're going to have a linear story that plays out just like the Order did, which it was banned for. With the same the same style graphics, you know. Yeah. But you're going to be the Nazis have been defeated. And you're a little bit older. And this is a Cold War era game. Soviets, yeah. You're down for this? Hell yeah. Same. I'm definitely into it. There's more, there's more vertical motion with that Ready at Dawn engine, and not as much shooting, I would say, as the Order. Because the Order had some cool weapons and things like that. They did. Um, God, are we keeping game. the QTEs? How do we fix the QTEs? I think you need it, though. Because I think if you have henchmen coming out, 
Because how, how many fist fights did he get in? With Neville Sinclair and Luther. Uh, so you're going to add in like a Batman style, Batman style fighting system? Yeah. Like the new Spider-Man game? Yes. I could see this. Yeah. Yeah, that would actually be pretty good. I, I could be about that. You'd play this game? Yeah. The Rocketeer by Ready at Dawn. I'd probably wait for reviews first. Oh, God. I've been burned by Rocketeer games in the past. What else got you? No, no. I'm just saying that. <laughs> the NES game. <laughs> the NES game. Damn you, NES. Well, we got off on a Rocketeer tangent. Who saw this episode going there? Not me. Not me. Nah. Well, I'm waiting for the listeners to chime in. All right, so our July uh, PlayStation Plus and Games with Gold uh, titles are up. I think uh, I think PlayStation may have the strongest list here. That's an understatement. Let's start at the bottom for PlayStation Vita. Players will receive the fantasy action game Space Overlords as well as Zero Escape, Zero Time Dilemma. I did not know that was on there. That is one of Cesar's favorite. This is one of those uh, visual novel style things. Hmm. This is a good, good title. Grab this for your Vita. Uh, for PS3, no. you're going to get Rayman 3 HD, which is a th- uh, 3D platformer. I don't think I've ever played a Rayman. You never played a Rayman at all? Maybe at like GameStop or Kmart. Wow. We got to play some Raymans. They're good games. The first was originally a Jaguar title. Jaguar. 64 bits. Do the math. Uh, as well as a strategy game, Deception 4, The Nightmare Princess. I wish Cesar was here to fill us in on the Deception 4. Um, for PlayStation 4, we're getting Absolver, online melee action. I remember people talking about this when it came out, but I don't know much about it. It might be worth something looking into. Online melee action. And Heavy Rain, the psychological thriller. Scott Shelby. That I'm excited about. Super excited. Did you download Beyond when it was out? When it was out on PlayStation Plus? Because that's one we so. haven't played. I can't remember if I have or not. It's Pretty strong lineup for PlayStation. One. That's between now and... It's not between September 20th. I just don't want to have to start Heavy Rain. Because you'll get sucked into it? No, because I've started it like five or six times trying to show other people how amazing the game is and all the different things you get to do. And I'm so tired of... Drawing, it's kind of hard. Drawing the house and taking a shower and uh, feeding the birds or something and then playing with your kid in the backyard and then time to take him to the mall. And it's like, all right, here we go. It's kind of hard to demo, isn't it? it what is. wrapped us into the demo? What did we play that we love so much? Um, so the, uh, the police detective is uh, at that underpass area where he's... Like chiming into his Jarvis setup uh, through his glasses or something. Yeah, you can see the different clues and stuff everywhere. You're doing the sleuthing. Yeah, and you're looking for the origami killer. Yeah, you find little origami pieces and stuff. Jason. And then I sold this, and we went and got the game. So we highly recommend Heavy Rain. I think that's the highlight of this month easily. Great, that's one of our favorite. Yeah, fantastic. I was hooked on that soundtrack for a while. Very atmospheric and moody, just like we were talking about. That same that same feeling that the game puts you in. Yeah. That's what you get from Hollow Knight. Mm-hmm. Also, hmm. uh, have to look that up and check it out. Definitely, or try mine out and see what you think. Yeah. On Xbox Live, you're going to get four games. Of course, two for 360, and two for Xbox One. The 360 games will be backwards compatible. Uh, members can get Assault Android Cactus for free during the month of July with puzzle and trivia game Death Squared available for free from July 16th to August 15th. On 360, with Xbox One backward compatibility, fans can get Virtual Fighter 5 Final Showdown 
from July 1st to July 16th. Highly recommend Virtual Fighter. Just grab that. And Splinter Cell Conviction from July 16th through July 31st. Lambert. That just recently went backwards compatible. That was the one that showed up the the objectives and stuff as you crawl through the mission. Like you'd be sneaking around a corner and it would say, you know, don't take the guard out. And he'd be walking down the hallway. Okay. So it's like built into the level. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Give that a go. That one recently went backwards compatible. I wish Michael was here to talk about Splinter Cell. That's Splinter Cell is his shindig. Michael and says, how are you? Come back, you bitches. Bitches. It's just a dialogue instead of a quadrilogue. Like it should be. No. Conversation? Yeah. Moving on. Yeah, that's our segue. We didn't go over Mario Kart, did we? Did you see the story about Labo support for Mario Kart? I did indeed, but do tell more. This is from The Verge. There's an update for Mario Kart Deluxe 8 that includes Labo support. So the Toy-Con uh, motorbike, and I'm grabbing a motorcycle with my fist off camera. We don't have a camera. Off mic. Uh, that is now available to use in Mario Kart, and the impressions I've heard, like, it's, you know, it's the cardboard Joy-Cons that you can build, and you'll use the cardboard handlebars to turn, twist the handlebar to accelerate, and use other Joy-Con buttons to fire items, brake, and drift around tracks. So this is a cool thing if you already have Labo, yeah. and you've already built the motorcycle thing, just plop Mario Kart in there and give it a go. It's kind of cool. Impressions I've heard, you know, they say don't use this for a tournament play, or if you're trying to legit win some cups or anything, right. it's not... But it's a real cool novelty. There's also, as a side note, Nintendo's holding a, a Labo Creators Contest. And they're looking for the best way to use the a Toy-Con musical instrument by using the Toy-Con Garage software. So winners will get, I'm showing Russell on the iPad here, winners will get that cardboard-themed nice. Switch and controllers. It actually looks pretty cool. It looks super cool with yeah. that cardboard layout. That's pretty neat. Labo continues to be interesting. Um, I had pre-ordered it when it was announced, and based off impressions, my two young ones were just too young for I was about to, to say, Labo it. What are our, our thoughts, what, three, four months afterwards? I mean, it, it seems to have kind of... Uh, it got a lot of excitement. It got a lot of uh, good reception to begin with. Everybody thought it was going to be this nice, new, interesting, uh, open-door kind of sandbox thing, and then it's just... Not really taken off, but I don't think it's also done badly. Nintendo said since then that it's meeting their expectations. Yeah. So I don't think it's burning down the house, but people are buying them. They, people are trying it out. You don't want to burn down your Labo house. Your cardboard Labos. Um, Los Labos. Interesting. Yeah, because, I mean, like you said, it's a very cool concept that they were able to maybe backwards apply it to Mario Kart in that fashion. I don't know how you would uh, maybe utilize that house or piano for uh, Zelda or something, but you know. Who it's knows? just one of those examples of Nintendo trying or tying their products together, like finding cool ways to integrate certain things and, and bring them together. Yeah. Almost like the Game Boy, GameCube integration stuff where you'd have maps off screen and Pac Man versus and just. Thinking outside the box, it's a very Nintendo thing for them yeah. to, to to move this over and have the support. I do like the constant innovation. It's Nintendo. What else can we do? What what can we do to change up the dynamic? That's what you're gonna get. A toy company at heart. Um, I'm looking over the NPD numbers. That's our next story. But the number eight selling Switch title was Labo Toy Con Variety Kit. 
Hmm. And it came out uh, ahead of Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle and Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. So wow. it's outselling Skyrim. Skyrim or what? Switch. Specifically Switch platform. Oh, okay. Number eight. I didn't know if this was the Skyrim Coffee Maker Edition or... Have you tried it on your Alexa yet? <laughs> yes, it's great. <laughs> it's great. We sat there and did it one time yeah, before so we recorded. All right, so MPD, MPD numbers are in. Do you remember what MPD stands for? No, I don't think we ever looked it up. You asked this. I did. I know it. I have forgotten it. That's my story, too, then. Uh, narcissistic personality disorder. That's what I thought. That's I why you knew that's it. it. This is the natural, <laughs> natural National Purchase Diary. A sales and market research company. Ah. So they collect these sales. And I remember a couple of years ago, the big thing with MPD was number sales, like unit sales. So since then, they've changed it to revenue. That's how they're they're based off of now. So overall, this is coming from a Reset Era thread. Um, here are the numbers from May 2018. $685 million in sales, which is up 13% from last year. Hardware is at $186 million, up 26% from last year. PC and console software, $274 million, which is down 4%. And accessories, $225 million, which is up 30%. So overall, except for software, I wonder what was big last year that was the an offset for April, May. Switch. What came out in May last year, software-wise? Was that Mario Kart? Mario Kart. Something burned it up last year, and, and we didn't quite touch it this year. Uh, best sellers for software have been Far Cry 5, God of War, and Monster Hunter continuing to sell. So Far Cry was like 30 bucks though. Already dropped. Picked it up for 20 with that little Target glitch thingy. There you go. Um, hardware's up. Best May since 2011. Hardware-wise. Mm. Switch is the top-selling SKU. Hell yeah. The PlayStation controller continues to be the top-selling accessory. Interesting. I think it was 40 bucks a couple times in May. So here's your top five game titles. You ready for your number one? This still surprised me. Skyrim. Nope. State of Decay 2. Really? The interesting thing about that is none of us bought it on no podcast. So it was kind of outside of our scope. But that's also a Game Pass game. I've got it all through Game Pass. NPD. I have it downloaded. Doesn't count Game Pass sales. Specifically. Wow. And it's number one. Number two is God of War. Number three was Detroit Become Human, which you and I still need to give a shot. Yep. Number four was Far Cry 5. Number five was Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. What was the other big Switch? Oh, the big, other big Switch ones are going to be in June's list. Yeah. Uh, your top five for Xbox were State of Decay 2, Far Cry 5, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, and Grand Theft Auto 5. See, this is why Fortnite's not on any of those lists. It's because it's revenue-based and it's a free game, so yep. people just download it. PS4 has got a War 2018, Detroit Become Human, Far Cry 5, MLB 18, the show. That's still selling well. Oh, this was that Days of Play, wasn't that? Or was that in June? That was in June. It was in June. I can't wait to see June's numbers in because I'm totally screwing. They're going to be interesting. It's a shame that they come out as late as they do because yeah. it's like our hot impressions are of more recent information. I'll be interested to see those numbers too because I actually splurged a little bit this past month. You did get some games. You got a bunch got of day bunch one of Switch games. I did. I've gotten two so far and I've got, what, not not this week, but next week we've got uh, Octopath coming out. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to play that demo. Did you get three hours into the demo? Friend of the podcast, Alan, has loved it. Did you know there's eight, you know there's eight characters? Mm-hmm. Each one's first initial is Octopath like it's an O, Octavia, yeah. H, Hannah, 
each one is a, is a letter for Octopath. Interesting. I found that out today. I have not been looking at a lot because I want my own impressions. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm already sold. I love the demo they did last year. Do um, you know this new demo is the first three hours of the game? You can do whatever I'm, you want to do. I'm going to play it. And yeah. I'm super excited. I'm just killing Nazis right now. Killing Nazis. Killing Nazis. Have you dropped off Mario Tennis? Uh, or Kirby? Kirby is whenever I randomly just want to play something. Mario in. Tennis, I, I haven't sat down and given a dedicated time to play. I need to actually, to be honest, I need to set my Switch um, back up for TV mode. Um, because I enjoy playing it docked. Mm -hmm. And that also removes that, limit, that three hour limitation for me. Get, so, you get away from the battery constraints. Yeah, and uh, then I can just kind of... You bought Hyrule Warriors, too. I forgot about this. I've put some hours in Hyrule Warriors. You have a bunch of day one Switch games. My uh, my little Switch carrier is almost all filled up. You have all but three of these top ten telling, selling Switch games. Okay. Number one, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Which I don't have yet. Hyrule Warriors. Yep. Mario Kart 8. Yep. Super Mario Odyssey. Yep. Breath of the Wild. Yep. Splatoon 2. Yep. Kirby Star Allies. Yep. Labo, Toy Con. Uh, you don't have that one. Don't have that one. Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. Don't have that one. I have it. Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. That's a good list. That's a lot of different genres. It's it's really well represented on the Switch. So your top selling games year to date are Far Cry 5, still holding up there. Yeah. God of War, which is only on one platform. Monster Hunter World. Call of Duty World War II, still. What? And Dragon Ball Fighters, which recently got announced for Switch. Yep. So that's on our list here. These are good numbers. I'm really excited for State of Decay. That's it's almost like a PC game on console. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I, I've very briefly looked into it. Um, just enough to say, okay, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Because they're getting a friend of the podcast wanted me to try it out with them. And we were going to get a little group going. Um, and we got it downloaded, and, and I think we all got... Um, sidetracked by something else. I think it was right around when God of War came out, and so he was playing that. And I was you playing lost him to that. See if he, yeah. So. Good for everybody. Growth is up for everyone. Our industry is strong. The no podcast will be around for a couple years yet. Until mm, we bring food inside, then it's all over. Then it's done. As soon as we cross the threshold, that's, that's it. Everything starts crumbling down. Cannot take the cup beyond the great seal. <laughs> 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 it's almost in my reach for that is the price of immortality <laughs> classic uh, Indy come your heart <laughs> oh god we're going back a movie <laughs> alright next up we have Amy Hennig leaving for another studio so her Star Wars game had been in trouble for a while it had seemed like and she has left and moved on uh, this is coming from Eurogamer. They're usually pretty top-notch on this stuff. Uh, Tom Phillips reports, Last October, EA shut down Visceral Games, which have been working on a secretive, under-wrapped Star Wars project led by Uncharted creator Amy Hennig. I guess we should we should have covered Amy Hennig beforehand. She's the Uncharted brain trust, I guess. She's the creative mind behind one, two, three. She started four, mm -hmm. left. Yep. Druckmann and company finished that one. And she had been building, according to this article, I very similar Star Wars game front. Uh, yeah. 
in the in the Uncharted vein. She also did uh, Legacy of Kane back in the day on PS One and Dreamcast, which okay. is which is highly regarded. Yeah. The the game. This is back to the article. The game codename Ragtag was to be too linear. Was said to be too linear by EA bosses, and development was instead development was instead pivoted to EA Vancouver. Since then, while reports have emerged of its troubled development, we've heard nothing about the aftermath, what happened to Hennig, or what the future might still hold for the game under its new guise. Um, in a Game Lab conference in Barcelona, she revealed to Eurogamer's Rob Prucisi that she had actually parted ways with EA as of January this year and was in the process of starting up a new independent studio, but had not yet had the chance to announce the change or set the record straight. Spoiler. So she's, she's been out of there for a while. Yeah. We thought we saw that footage of uh, Star Wars thirteen thirteen, and people went nuts about it. Do you remember the hype around that game? Hell yeah! The underground. Yep. And then uh, that had been shuttled into her studio, and people were just super psyched. Like this is this is the creative bit that this project needed. And then we heard it was canceled. We didn't hear anything from her, and now she's on doing her own thing. Yeah, it's disappointing. You made a comment before about her being the genius around. What was it? What was the point you were making with her? It, it's that you have this incredible creative mind um, that can't get along with other people, right? For to, one reason or for another. For one reason or another. She may be super nice. We don't know Amy Hennig. We're not yet. to that point of having these interviews or knowing these yet. people yet. Yet. Um, but there's this trail of unfinished products. Corpses. And, of course, <laughs> she's murdering people as she goes. <laughs> She obviously has talent wherever she lands and whatever she creates. We'll yeah. be we'll be waiting to try out and see what it's like. Yes, because I, I absolutely love the Uncharted games. Yeah. And that's the only reason why I even know her name. Uh, is because the incredible contributions she's made to that series. Um, and they and, thanked her at the end of 4, didn't they? Didn't yeah. you beat 4 and there was a special note for <laughs> Amy at the end? And I was worried because uh, it, w- it was something to where uh, I hadn't uh, dived that far into it. And Richard... Uh, let me know, you know, hey, you know, the main uh, storyteller, essentially, she left when the, the, we were still in the midst of four development. And I, I actually got worried that this wasn't going to be the same game um, that I had grown to love in the series. And so really, like Richard was just saying, with the, with the industry standpoint of it's doing well with the numbers, um, you just kind of hate to see something like this where... Uh, even though it may just be postponed at the moment, uh, we we as the consumers are losing out on this incredible talent, right? Uh, innovation and, and just overall genuine creativity. In uh, due to some reason or another, like you said, there's a number of variables that we just don't know, um, and frankly, you know, we don't need to know, we don't want to know. But at the same time, as the consumers um, at, of this portion of the industry, we want games, right? So, and this incredibly talented person turned in three to four years. Like we don't have a game from her this console generation, which started at the end of 2013. Mm-hmm. This this major creative force in our industry, we haven't seen any of her interpretations or any of her artistry in the past five years, and that we miss out as an industry because of that. And that that was always kind of get at that. Um, so we'll see where she goes. You know, hopefully this rumor. This is a rumor, right? Uh, this potentiality is true. She sets up her independent studio and does exactly what she wants to do, and so she has it her way. Yeah. Um, and so that creative talent can be unleashed on the world. Can shine. 
let her get her vision across. No, we already got 135 shines. We don't need any more shines. All the shines. Collect all the shines. We're not all the bullshit all the blue shines. coins. <laughs> and the shadow Marios. Dun, 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 dun. All right, going on to our last story, and then we'll wrap it up. We're at the 50-minute mark, and I think this is going to be a short one anyways. Uh, Jason Schreier over at Kotaku. He's the super sleuth of the industry. He's reporting that Google met with some people at E3 about a console. Would you be ready to buy a Google console and slap it under your TV along with everything else? No. <laughs> Why not? Hear me out. You don't even know anything about it yet. Yeah. You want to hear some details? Go for gold. This is a short sum- summary. I read the same article. <clears throat> you read the go, same article? Go ahead. Go ahead. You read it? Well, let's read it for our yeah, listeners. Yeah, re- re- that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Because the they're already upset. They have their Nintendo Switches. They have their Xboxes, Ones, Xs, and they have their PlayStation 4 Proses. They don't want another box under their TV. And as we learned last week, they can also play games on their Apple TV with their iOS. Which we still need to do. Controller. So I dove into that a little bit. I did not play the game. I downloaded, you have to download Test Flight, which is an Apple program for development oh, and God. stuff like that. It's like a beta channel. And then you <laughs> load Sky out of that. Okay, so I did play like 30 seconds See? of it. And I felt like I was cheating, so I stopped. Yeah. And I was playing on my iPhone. Because you can play it on everything. It's on everything now. Pass. So we need to give that a shot. It played. You didn't play Journey. You need to take two hours and play Journey so bad I can't stand. <laughs> I want to like kidnap you, lock you in a room, and make you play Journey for two hours. Listeners, I just want you to notice that uh, kidnapping has been premeditated. Promise. Promise. Okay, this is premeditated. It's not kidnapping if you promise. Criminal me. act. Continue. Go ahead. Criminal intent. It's not intent. Bum, it's purpose. Bum. Uh, here's a short summary of the article that's on Kotaku, written by Jason Trier. We love his work. These are their stories. Google has a new <laughs> cloud streaming service called Yeti. That we have heard about. They also have a hardware box, though it's unclear if it's a set-top box like the Apple TV or a streaming service or a full-on console like your Xbox or PlayStation. Google's looking to buy a lot of developers to make content for their service. That's the interesting part. Going out and getting these developers for your console and having exclusive experiences for your platform. Uh, Google's also massively hiring developers from existing companies to make games. Google has approached a lot of publishers about supporting this platform. And it just goes on to highlight a couple more things in the article, but it's definitely worth reading about. So, obviously, this would be an Android-style-based system. How do we keep from being a Ouya 2? How could we get those must-have Google experiences? But what is... I mean... Hey, you give me a Chromebox that has some decent processing power, can play some some new custom games on. It's It's got Chrome browser built into it. You're going to have access to the Google Play Store for all your content. You're going to have YouTube on there. You're going to already be in that ecosystem. But how many other devices do I have that on? What are, That's what I'm saying. What are they going to bring to you that you can only get there that will drive you for that thing? And that's why I'm saying no. I'm, I'm not interested. Now... I'm also not the same level of a gamer as the three of you guys are, being Richard, Michael, and Cesar. I'm more of a casual gamer, and for me, I already have, and then some, more of what I actually need. And Bro, you are not a casual gamer. I, yeah, I Look at the deep I, dive we took into games on just this episode, which is me and you. Look true. at our history. <clears throat> you have a Switch at home. You have a PlayStation I have 4 a at home. I have a Switch right here. I bring it with me everywhere. You have an Xbox One at home. I have an Xbox One at home. 
my you're, PUBG machine and Sea of Thieves. You're totally up to date on consoles, whether whether you choose to play what platforms on or not. You have people who buy PlayStations and play Madden and Grand Theft Auto every year, and that's it. And they are gamers. Yeah, but I, what I, um, all my point was is that I don't I don't play to the same extent that you guys do. I might play two or three games a week, where you guys are kind of consistently hitting four or five, six, and then you've got Cesar who beats four or five or six and is playing another ten. All right, let me let me throw this out there. They're all named Yakuza. There's there's three established console gamers, console makers. You already have those platforms. You're already into those ecosystems, mm-hmm. right? There's a newcomer. We don't know anything about them. They're a big name. They're a big corporation. What if they got one crazy major brand new IP that just sold the hell out of this box? I, I just don't see that happening. And okay, I'm, all right, I, I'm gonna stop. Hey, let me let me finish because. I, I will not be able to make that judgment call until I know what that IP is. I'm, That's fair. I, I've got to have that information. I can't just be uh, a, a, just that unknown variable. Well, what if they have this? But they don't. So right now, I am perfectly fine and set with the infrastructure that I've already invested. You have to see more. I have to see a so lot. So the point, what I was making, that I was not referencing Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. I was referencing Sony, Nintendo, and Sega. And the newcomer was Microsoft, and mm-hmm. the IP was Halo. Well, I was going to ask you. So what if Google could slam in there and get some crazy new thing that just becomes a household name? And if it does, I'll probably still wait three years until I can actually uh, afford to get an Xbox on my own or purchase one with you like we did back in the 2002 or three, I think it was, when we finally pulled our money together. It was 2003. It was after we had a GameCube. So... Um, Speaking of which, I have so much promise in that Halo trailer. Please make Halo great again. Please okay. make us make us want to have that Halo experience like those first few. Four and five did not have that same feel. MAGA? Make Halo great again. MAGA! We're not going to make a slogan out of it. Too late. That's just It's just too popular right now. Um, not popular. It's too... Out need, there, I need to see more on it because I don't understand what it is. Because it did you see the trailer that yeah, they let off with? That's what I'm saying. It's just it's that art style. It's the simple. Every chief armor got crazier and crazier and crazier and crazier. And you know we're having the Halo Day here Saturday. We're gonna have an old school Halo Land party at No Podcast HQ. One and two. Probably all of our listeners will be here. I think. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Anybody that listens to the show has probably got an invite to this, so they know all about it. But there's something about those early Halo games. Stickers. Yes, everyone is leaving with stickers. Lots of stickers. We need to pool our stickers. Is this friend of the podcast Charles coming? He will be here. Huh. This will be his first Halo. Wow. He's excited. His Halo slash Battlefront. Don't have enough copies of Battlefront. Would that would be too. sweet. Then there's that. We need to mod all those things and just have copies of it on there. I need to see how many I've got on. Probably two. Welcome to Mario Kart. Is that all we promised we'd talk about? So you're not sold on the Google console yet. Hopefully we hear some more. Hopefully they're they're bringing something out. Let me leave it this way. I am interested. Um, I'm happy to see this competition. Uh, it means innovation. Because the same thought occurred to me. Uh, I was going to ask you if your thoughts paralleled Microsoft breaking in like they did um, because this is kind of the, the similar thing you've, you've got a computer um, industry or co- company trying to break into a, a separate portion of the entertainment um, something they've only dabbled economy. in before yeah so 
uh, it's fascinating. It'd be very interesting to see what they can produce. Um, I'm worried, though, that at this point in time, without knowing anything more, it's just going to be kind of like an Apple Store iTunes type deal where you can download uh, various IPs that are, are available on other platforms and consoles on this Google thing. But you could take it anywhere because you have access to your uh, Gmail account or your, your Google account. Right. What, it, what was it used to call it? just loads up on everything. What was the Google Facebook thing? Google Plus. Google Plus. They're finally going to revive Google Plus. I can't even remember its name, but that's they're going to revive it, damn it. That's your online thing? That's $60 a year to play online? That's it. You get two free Google Plus games every month? And you got to give them 20 bucks for every gig that you have to upgrade your drive to or whatever to oh. store all that information. This is not a promising finish to the podcast. However, it will still have great maps. It will. Yeah. Has your Google Maps started giving you landmarks now? Like, turn left at Bank of America instead of just a road name. I don't think so. It's kind of interesting. Mine has started doing that. All right, Russell, you got anything else to add before we roll out of here? Uh, Wrapping it up just over the hour mark. Thank you for showing up and being here. Uh, Cesar and Russell, I, I said that. That did not sound well. Cesar and Russell are at Cesar and Michael. That's right. I'm right here. Russell's here. Chief Cesar Science and Officer Michael. Russell, thank you very much. Is it, are we clear to go to the surface below? I'm still checking. What is that atmospheric pressure? The barometric pressure is currently 28%. That sounded like a slide on Cesar and Michael. It was not. It was. They're at work engagements. That's right. I'm sliding them. Damn it, be here. Be here for this non-paid gig instead of your bringing home the bacon. How dare you, you bitches! You bitches, you left us. Well, they're both ensigns. Ensign Cesar and Ensign Michael. <laughs> you rich your bitches! <laughs> send, them, send them down to test the atmospheric conditions. But uh, we're going to wrap it up. Remember, guys, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. We have an iTunes and Instagram, which you can find under NoFodcast. And you can always contact us directly at nofodcast at gmail.com. Send us question, questions, questions, corrections to Russell. Oh, my God. Right, I'll get there. Things you'd like to hear us discuss and feedback, it's all welcome. As you may know, we don't pay to have the show advertised anywhere. If you like us, please spread the word and help us keep recording content and sharing our thoughts on this hobby and this industry with our listeners. We appreciate it. We will talk to you all later this week, and hopefully we have Michael and Cesar. I know we'll have Cesar back, and I know you'll be here. Yes. So it'll be three of us at least. Hopefully Michael's back, and we will talk to you all later this week. Until then. Happy Fourth of July, everybody. What? 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 Talk to you later. <laughs>